the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Daily Hope Ministries. Here's Pastor Rick Warren. Now, Jesus did not say, if you're busy, you can move mountains. He didn't say busyness is the way to move a mountain. He didn't say, if you work real hard and really get stressed, you can move a mountain. He didn't say, if it's to be, it's up to me to move a mountain. He said, if you have faith, you can move mountains. Faith, not busyness, is what gets the job done. Hello, and welcome to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Today, we continue in our series called The Life You Were Meant to Live. In this series, Pastor Rick will help you discover in the scriptures what God had in mind for your life when he quite literally invented you. If you'd love to help the kids you know learn God's word, then stay with us. Because in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you about God's big plans for me, an easy-to-understand storybook Bible by Pastor Rick Warren. You can take a sneak peek right now by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. And if you want, you can just text the word DAILY to 99000 to find out more. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called Building Margin into Your Life. Last week, we talked about learning to say no. That two-letter word, no, is a holy word. In fact, let's all just say it together. No. Doesn't that feel good? No. You see, tomorrow, if you get up and you've got 50 things to do in one day, and you're only going to get 20 of them done, that means you're going to have to say no 30 times. In your life, you will have to learn to say no far more than you'll have to learn to say yes. Because there are far more things you can't do than you have time, energy, effort, and what God wants you to do. Now, of course, it's easy to say no to things you don't like or things that are unpleasant. I mean, you say, well, I'm going to have a little margin in my life. I'm going to say no to a root canal this week. Yeah, well, great, you know. Uh, today I'll say no to a rigid sigmoidoscopy, you know. Well, I guess so. I'll just have a little margin. I won't do that. No, I don't want that IRS audit. No, I got margin. The real problem is saying no to things you like. Saying no to things that are fun or good or beneficial or helpful. You cannot even do all the good things in life. Have you figured that out? You just can't. You can't even do all the good things. You can't do everything, so you have to determine the right thing. What does God want me to do with my time and my energy and my money? Now, if you want an effective life, I can summarize it in one word. Selection. Selection is the key to an effective life. Saddleback has grown because we have selected to do five things. And we keep everything we do under one of those five things. Five purposes of our church. In my own life, I've selected to not speak to all kinds of other groups, but just certain groups, this church and primarily pastors. 
to focus my life. You'll be more effective if you figure out what you're not going to do as well as what you're going to do. And what I'm saying to you is that you will actually accomplish more in life by doing less. You will accomplish more by doing less, by being totally committed to two or three things that really matter than half committed to a dozen or two dozen different things. Now, here's the thing. If you don't periodically prune the activities in your life, and I mean like every quarter, look and go, what do I need to stop doing now? If you don't periodically, God will do the pruning for you. And it will happen through an illness or a crisis or something. Because you cannot live beyond your limits, you know, month after month after month. Proverbs 20, verse 30 says, Sometimes it takes a painful situation to make us change our ways. The second half of today's study is coming up, so stay with us. If you'd like to connect with Rick, just go to PastorRick.com and click on his social media links. While you're there, be sure to sign up for his free daily email devotional. And if you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has touched your life, you can email him at rick at pastorrick.com. The Bible says, children are a gift from the Lord. Do you have special kids that the Lord has placed in your life? Maybe you have your own kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, or kids in your neighborhood that are part of your life. You can help them get closer to God by encouraging them to read God's Word. And a great way to do that is with a brand new resource for kids called God's Big Plans for Me. It's a storybook Bible by Pastor Rick Warren. This 223-page, hardcover, full-color, beautifully illustrated children's Bible includes 40 well-loved Bible stories to help kids get the most from God's Word. Each Bible story has an introduction from Pastor Rick that helps readers, young and old, understand the Word of God so that they can begin to discover God's great purposes for their lives. You'll see their eyes light up as they really start to get what God wants to say to their young hearts and minds. God's Big Plans for Me is so much more than just a book filled with cute pictures of Bible characters. It's a fun and effective way to introduce grade school-age children to God's everlasting truths. Today, when you financially support Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, we'll send you a copy of God's Big Plans for Me. Supplies are limited for this beautifully designed resource, so don't wait. Just call 800-600-5004 or go to PastorRick.com to get yours. That's 800-600-5004 or PastorRick.com. And right now, when you request this beautifully designed resource, we'll send you Pastor Rick's message called Integrating God's Word into My Life. So call right now. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Once again, here's Rick. You will actually accomplish more in life by doing less. You will accomplish more by doing less, by being totally committed to two or three things that really matter than half committed to a dozen or two dozen different things. Now here's the thing. If you don't periodically prune the activities in your life, and I mean like every quarter, look and go, what do I need to stop doing now? If you don't periodically, God will do the pruning for you. And it will happen through an illness or a crisis or something because you cannot live beyond your limits, 
you know, month after month after month. Proverbs 20, verse 30 says, sometimes it takes a painful situation to make us change our ways. I want you to hear the story of Steve today. Would you give him a warm welcome? Hi, my name is Steve, and I want to share with you some of the life lessons that I've learned about the destructive nature of overload and the importance of having margin as part of your everyday life. During college, I set my sights on achieving what we all believed was the American dream. I married my college sweetheart. I set about building a career and a family. We set our goals together, but it really didn't occur to us to include Christ in our marriage or in the plans we were making for our lives. Sure, we believed Christ died for our sins, but we seemed to be doing just fine without him, and we thought that he had a lot more important things to do than be concerned about our individual lives. As a young couple in the building stage of life, we hardly noticed that the pace and the stress of our lives was increasing every year. To achieve my dreams, I toiled, sometimes working two jobs, and ultimately built a nice career. We bought a home and we became active in our community. When I say active, I mean really active. Pastor Rick would call it overload. We were active in our church. We were active in PTA. I helped run a Boy Scout troop. I founded a small business, and I was also serving at the state level in a professional trade association. We kept busy all the time. There was no margin, no space, and no breathing room. Operating at 110% became kind of a natural state. We weren't even aware that that was happening to us. As a result, the pressures of life kept building. The demands of financial survival became heavier and heavier. Business uh, was good. My business was flourishing, but only with continued investment of long hours at the office. There was less time for each other. Our son was growing up, and my wife and I were growing apart. It didn't happen suddenly. It just crept up on us over the years. Like so many other Orange County families, we were so focused on schedules, on goals, on finances, and on having and doing more things. Our Bibles laid on the shelf, and Jesus was slowly squeezed out of our schedule without any fanfare or without any notice. And if you would have asked me how my life was on August the 1st of 1993, I would have said it was great. Our boy was graduating from high school, my wife was finishing her degree, our home was almost paid off, and my business had increased profits 20% for the third year in a row. I would have said we were almost set, but I would, would have been sadly mistaken. Things weren't great at all. The hidden effect of living an overloaded life without Jesus at the center of that life finally took its toll on that morning because that was the morning that my wife of 23 years told me that she didn't love me anymore. She told me that she had already filed for divorce and that I would be served with the papers the next morning. She said we had lived a good life, but she wanted more out of a relationship, and she set off to find what she felt was missing. There was nothing I could say or do to persuade her otherwise. And that became the first of many quick wake-up calls for me. Things went quickly from bad to worse. The economic climate here in Orange County changed, and my business failed. Within a year, I had lost my family, my home, my business, and most of my assets. Stress-related health problems began to overwhelm me, and I had three surgeries in just a few months. 
I found myself begging for work from people who had previously been my competitors, and I felt like a failure in every aspect of my life. As a husband, as a father, as a provider, as a man, I was ashamed to talk to anyone, including God. I was very depressed, and I set about isolating myself from the world and from God. The payoff for overloading my life and exceeding my limits was an emotional collapse. One person that I kept in touch with was a friend who was going through similar catastrophes, and one day I found to my great shock that he had taken his own life. I saw the anguish of his relatives at his funeral. But in my exhausted and depressed state, the thought came to me that if I could just think up a better plan than he had, I could end my life without anyone really figuring out what had happened. In thinking those thoughts, it occurred to me that no matter how well I planned it, no matter how devious my plan, Jesus would know exactly what was in my heart. At that moment, I realized in the most crystal clear way that God had never left me, that he had been with me through my sorrows, that he was with me at that moment, and that he would never leave me in the future. I reasoned that if God was with me, then perhaps I could endure one more day and one more week. And I set about getting the help that I knew I would need to go on. Slowly, I let God come back into my life and began healing. And one Saturday evening, I was driving on the toll road with my then 20-year-old son, and we saw this church at night in the dark filled with people. And I said, I wonder if that's the church I've been hearing about. I think they call it Saddleback. And my son looked at me with a smile on his face, and he said, Dad, this is Saturday night. That must be a cult. <laughs> we laughed, but the next weekend I came here, and I found a church home. I never left. I arrived at this church with no purpose in my life other than getting through the week. How ironic that I, a man with no purpose, ended up at a purpose-driven church. Well, I slowly found a new purpose again. For the first time, I was given the tools and the direction I needed to really begin to bring balance and sanity into my life. I took the purpose-driven classes, 101, 201, 301, and my new life with margin began each day with quiet time and reflection with God. I did just as Pastor Rick had said, and I began reading through the New Testament, but this time slowly. And this time they weren't ink on pages. They weren't words to rush through, but they were signposts and comforts to my heart. I took the time to regain my health in body and spirit. My new life of margin began with Christ as the center, and then I could spread out to other activities. During my depression, I had come so close to taking my own life that I never want again to let days streak by without appreciating them. I've intentionally slowed down, and each sunset looks brighter to me today, and each trial that comes along is less significant. I have a whole new perspective on possessions and wealth. I found that it's just stuff. And you know what? It's all his stuff, and he lends it to us for a while while we're here on earth. One of the joys of living with margin is that you begin to have extra time and energy to help others. When I was overloaded, all I could think about was myself. I was just trying to survive. But as I began to regain my strength physically, emotionally, and spiritually, I started to help lead in the divorce care ministry here at our church. That turned out to be one of the most wonderful and healing experiences of my life. I led a group of recently divorced people just like myself, and I found a wonderful group of single Christians 
at our single celebration, I set about learning to build Christ-centered friendships and Christ-centered relationships. A most unexpected blessing came to me when I met an exciting and godly woman named Kathy through our singles ministry. Kathy is now my wife of several months. She's the spice in my chili and the anchor for my ship. (laughs) She's taught me that you often have to say no to good stuff in order to have time and energy to savor the even better stuff that God puts in your life. It's amazing to me how God can use my past pain and difficulties for good things. For 45 years, I hurried and I hustled to try to make my plans work, and they didn't work. But all that brought me was broken relationships and an overloaded life. I had to hit bottom to learn to listen. Please don't let that happen to you. God tells us in Jeremiah 29, 27, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I hope you'll decide to slow down and listen to the wonderful plans and blessings that God has for each and every one of you. Thank you. The fifth step in putting margin into your life is to do less and trust God more. Do less and trust God more. Now, why should I do that? Because God can do more in 20 minutes than you can do in 20 years. Some of you have had some goals, some dreams that you've been striving, seeking, working, hustling, hurrying, all for for year after year after year. You haven't achieved it yet. Why don't you just back off a little bit? Relax, chill out, and trust God. Watch what He can do. Because He can do it a whole lot faster and a whole lot better than you can do it. You know, one of the benefits of overload, frankly, about the only benefit of being stretched limit, of being on overload, is that it forces you to trust God. Because it brings you to your knees, you realize, I've hit the wall, I'm out of steam, I'm out of energy. One time the Apostle Paul hit burnout. He was in Asia working, serving. And he said there, he said, we were pressed so hard. He said, uh, actually, he said, we despaired of even life itself. He said, I was ready to kick the bucket. I was ready to throw in the towel. And he tells about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. There, your last verse there on your outline. He says, we were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure. As it turned out, it was the best thing that could have happened. Instead of trusting in our own strength or wits to get out of it, we were forced to trust God totally. Not a bad idea since he's the God who raises the dead. God can do what you can't do. Now Jesus did not say, if you're busy, you can move mountains. He didn't say busyness is the way to move a mountain. He didn't say if you work real hard and really get stressed, you can move a mountain. He didn't say if it's to be, it's up to me to move a mountain. He said, if you have faith, you can move mountains. Faith, not busyness, is what gets the job done. Faith. So what's your mountain? What's the problem in your life that needs moving? 
Stop doing so much. Do less and trust God more. Let's bow our heads. Father, we've lived without margin in our lives for so long, we can hardly remember what it was like to not feel fatigue or pressure all the time. We think fatigue is the normal way you're supposed to live and feel, but it's not. But we don't want to stay the same. So I pray for everyone here today that you'll give us the courage to take these steps that can bring balance and sanity back into our lives and our schedules and our relationships. Now you pray. Say, Father, I'm tired of being rushed and late and exhausted all the time. I got too many irons in the fire and I need your help to get out of the mess I've gotten myself into. Help me to recognize and accept my limitations. Help me to put some space in my schedule. I need breathing room and margin in my life. Jesus Christ, I know I can't do it all. And I need your wisdom in deciding what matters most and what I should do. I don't want to waste my life. Please give me the courage to say no to the wrong things and the courage to say yes to the right things. The most important, help me to trust you. Forgive me for thinking and acting as if everything depends on me. It doesn't. It all depends on you. And I want to have greater faith in you and less reliance upon myself. I want less stress and more margin. In your name I pray. Amen. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you've missed any part of this broadcast, including portions we didn't have time for today, just go to PastorRick.com and listen online anytime. Rick will be back in just a moment with a final word of encouragement, so please stay with us. The Bible says, children are a gift from the Lord. Do you have special kids that the Lord has placed in your life? Maybe you have your own kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, or kids in the neighborhood that are part of your life. You can help the kids in your life get closer to God by encouraging them to read God's Word. And we're so excited to tell you about a brand new resource for kids called God's Big Plans for Me. It's a storybook Bible by Pastor Rick Warren. Right now, here's Rick to tell you more. In Matthew 19, 14, Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. How do we bring children to Jesus? Well, the best way is to read the Bible with them. You know, when my kids were growing up, I could always see their excitement about Jesus grow every time we read stories from the Bible together. Now, I see that same excitement when I read the Bible with my grandchildren. I love teaching them at such an early age that God created them for a purpose, that they are not an accident, that they matter to God, and that He has a special plan for their lives. So I'm excited to tell you that I've teamed up with a very gifted children's illustrator to prepare a new Bible for children. It's called God's Big Plans for Me Storybook Bible. 
Your kids will learn from God's Word in ways that are easy to understand. And long after they learn to read on their own, this storybook Bible is going to keep on encouraging them to trust in God's promises. The God's Big Plans for Me Storybook Bible contains 40 well-loved Bible stories that will help your kids learn how to apply God's Word to their lives. Each story is beautifully illustrated. It's incredible and includes an introduction from me that encourages them to discover God's great purpose for them. It's fun. It's effective. It's entertaining. It's challenging. It's captivating. It's a great way to introduce children to God's eternal truths. Now, I'll send you this Bible for Children, God's Big Plans for Me Storybook Bible, just as a way of saying thanks when you give a gift to Daily Hope today. We depend on your gifts. I want you to have this as my thank you gift to you. I hope you'll get a copy for all the children in your life, your kids, your grandchildren, nieces, nephews, even children you know in your neighborhood. They'll all love this. We've had nothing but 100% great feedback from people who've seen the God's Big Plans for Me Storybook Bible. Call 800-600-5004 to get yours. Or you can visit PastorRick.com. That's 1-800-600-5004 or PastorRick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and your generous financial support. Hi, Don Crow here. Not sure you've heard this recent statistic, but in the United States, 100... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.